Yo, welcome back to another podcast of the Dual Vision Podcast. This year, host Dominic and one of my co-hosts, Devin. Devin, how you feeling, man? You know, welcome back to another episode. Let's get into it. What you up to? What you got going on? Uh, what's up, Dom? Uh, I'm doing pretty good this week. I've been covering the the college senior bowl and keeping up with all that and, you know, had a, a week off of work. So uh, definitely feeling energized, definitely feeling, uh, you know, pretty excited, you know, for the, for the rest of the week and, and continuing to, to pro- progress every day. How you doing? How you doing this week? Uh, how's your week been? Well, it's been pretty good, you know, just trying to stay productive, you know, really just been keying in on this stock market, all the stuff that's going on with it and, you know, just trying to just trying to invest and make some money for real. That's what I've pretty much been doing. It's been going pretty great so far, so we're just gonna keep going and see what it does. Yeah, it's been a it's been a big week for the stock market. Uh, AMC had a lot of shares that uh, people were able to get it get into and uh, get a lot of money from GameStop, uh, which you told me about before we start recording, uh, and, and some other ones that have been uh, trending a lot. So uh, definitely a good time to start investing, and in, you know not only, you know, just investing to get money, but investing smartly. So uh, definitely cool to see that for sure. Uh, but today we want to, you know, discuss something, you know, a little bit heavier than usual. Uh, there has been something that happened earlier this week regarding the NFL and one of the NFL's players. Um, so, uh, you know, we're going to go ahead and get into that. So I believe it was on, um, I believe, Tuesday when the news came out, but uh, offensive lineman Chad Wheeler for the Seattle Seahawks uh, was involved in uh, domestically abusing uh, his, is, is his wife or his girlfriend? I, I want to make sure I get this correct. His girlfriend. Uh, your girlfriend. Uh, so he was arrested uh, last Saturday morning uh, after police were called to an apartment uh, by a woman that said there was a physical fight involving her boyfriend and then she was hiding in the bathroom uh, when she called police and said she was being killed. And, you know, the obviously the, this investigation is still going there. There's a lot of alleged details in, in this case, uh, but I'll go through uh, kind of what the, the allegations are and uh, what he may be facing. So, uh the assault happened last Friday night, and uh, they said, police say that Wheeler strangled his girlfriend, dislocated her arm, and smashed her in the face after she refused to bow to him. Um, and he made his first court appearance this past Wednesday, was charged with first degree domestic assault, domestic violence, and unlawful imprisonment, imprisonment and resisting arrest. Uh, his bail was set at $400,000 uh, in. They asked, and prosecutors in, in King County where, where this happened, uh, they asked Wheeler be placed on house arrest with a GPS ankle monitor, and his next court hearing is scheduled for February 9th. Um, and before we get into kind of, uh, and I'll talk a little bit more about the details. Uh, it it followed about 9.45 p.m. Uh, that night, and the dispatchers told responding officers that the victim, his girlfriend, and her family had called 911 to report she had locked herself in the bathroom. Uh, 
when she was attacked and strangled unconscious by Wheeler, uh, that the court document says. The officer got Wheeler's girlfriend away from him and managed to finally detain Wheeler after he resisted arrest and it was her crying out, sorry, I don't beat woman, the case file said. So, uh, and th all this is according to uh, KOMO News uh, with with all this all these details. She's rushed to the hospital and like I said earlier, Wheeler told her to stand up and bow to him. When she refused, Wheeler threw her on the bed and began strangling her with one hand. And it, it, it goes on and on. I don't want to get too, you know, graphic with this. But uh, before we, you know, talk about what the, the response was and, and what he said, uh, Dom, when you heard this, uh, what was kind of your initial reaction from, from hearing this happen? Well, I didn't really initially hear it, but I saw pictures on Twitter and... um. I was wondering, you know, what happened to this girl? Like, you know, who did this? And then I saw that, you know, it was an NFL player, you know, Chad Wheeler, whatever his name is. And, you know, when I seen the details, I was like, yo, that's disgusting. Like, how can anybody even sit there and do that to a woman? First off, when I saw it, it said the details was, was like, he told he told her to bow down to her and she didn't. And so he strangled her. And then she she gained regained her consciousness and he gonna stand over and ask her, Oh, I'm surprised you're still alive. Like, what? Like what in your what and I don't and then you know some people were trying to make it seem like he had a bipolar disorder and stuff like that. Nah, we're not gonna go that route. I don't care what type of state you're in. If you do that to a woman, that's just that's that's disgusting. And from the pictures that I saw, that that don't make no sense, bro. Like it literally, it made me mad because it's like you are gonna sit there and do. And the guy is like what six five, six six, and she only like five eight. Come on, man. Like it don't make no sense at all. Like I'm I'm sure that girl didn't do nothing to him, and you know for her to end up like that, it just didn't make no sense to me when I first seen it and you know I had tweeted out at the NFL you need to do something about this swiftly because there is no way you know this shouldn't have, it should have gotten national media like that should have got should have been on the news immediately as soon as it happened because you know you know with that Ray Wright situation that hit the news ASAP like it hit the news probably in the, in the next what 24 48 hours it hit the news immediately. I didn't. I didn't see that until about what Wednesday. Like, come on, man, that's ridiculous, man. I don't. I just don't understand it. Um, that was my thoughts on it. Um, what was your thoughts on that when you uh, first initially, you know, seen or heard it? Yeah. So you know, for me, you know, it was shocking, um, and the fact that we just heard about it this week, Tuesday, Wednesday, although he was initially arrested on Friday uh, when this event happened, you know, it was troubling to me because what if no one ever posted the screenshots of her? Would we know of it? You know, if what we know what, what, what would have happened if, you know, someone didn't go digging and found and like, she didn't post pictures or send pictures to family. 
you know, in the hospital bed, you know, so to me, it just like, it stunned me in like multiple facets because one, violence against women should not be accepted. It should not be, not, it's, we should not be hurting our women in society. This should not be happening. And then you add another layer that the NFL, uh, especially with their players, there's been numerous incidents over the years uh, that that have stemmed from, you know, these players just absolutely being violent towards their, you know, either their, their counterparts, their woman, uh, girlfriend, wife, uh, however you uh, want to spin it. And this is just like another incident in, in this case. But the fact that we didn't find out three till three, four days later just made it even worse because that's just unacceptable. We know when things happen with Ray Rice, we found out immediately. We knew immediately. The video was played all over the place immediately. But the fact that this took days and days to surface, you know, like I said, is troubling. You know, it doesn't matter if you're, the practice squad player, if you're the last person on a roster, if you're the star player, you are held to a, a much higher standard. And it may not always be fair, you know, for some athletes, especially in some cases, but in, in terms of domestic violence, you are held at probably the highest standard, one of the highest standards in society. And the fact that you went and did that and then days later, we're talking about manic episodes. So I, I'll go ahead and transition to what I was going to talk about next were, was the responses from both the Seahawks and Wheeler. So first with the Seahawks, they said the Seahawks are saddened by details emerging against Chad Wheeler and strongly condemn this act of domestic violence. Our thoughts and support are with the victim. Chad is a free agent, and no longer with the team. If you are experiencing domestic violence, call the National Domestic Violence Hotline. Uh, and, and they go on to tell different things about that. And they said, we encourage Chad to get the help he needs. If they, if you are experiencing mental health issues, please reach out for help, for immediate help with mental health crisis or thoughts of suicide, you know, go to National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Now, we both can break down that statement, and I'll go first. Um, to me, the statement really doesn't do it for me because nope. I I like the fact that they said, you know, you know, their thoughts are with their family, but the next part, you know, he may be dealing with mental illness and, and, you know, I'm not going to be one to downgrade mental illness or anything like that. But in this specific case, there's no reason you should, once you said he is off the team, nothing else should have been said about him. You know, Great. nothing else, because it's no longer about her, him. It's about what he did to her. And we're now we're worried about her health and well-being because domestic violence not only takes a toll physically, but mentally. She may need the mental health after this, certainly. And the fact that they put that last line in there, like I get they were well-intentioned, but that is not a great look, man. It's just not, and and I'll let you go ahead and jump in, but I, I just did not like that last part uh, of the statement. Yeah, I thoroughly agree. I felt like they was taking, you know, 
from from the last part, they was taking the light off of her and putting it back on him. There's no need for them to do that. At the end of the day, this is about what he did to her and how she has to cope with this for the rest of her life. I'm sure Chad Willow be fine. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I'm sure she probably won't be fine at all. So, you know, Seahawks, I mean, they did a good job of, you know, saying, I mean, putting out a statement, but it, I felt like it was just a statement every other team probably will put out. You know what I'm saying? It's not nothing nobody thought about. I'm sure they probably just they wanted to put something together and just put it out there. But at the end of the day, you know, I feel like they should have shared more light on her than him. He should have never gotten no shout out or nothing like that at the end of the day, because, you know, from the pictures, from what I've seen and all the stories that I've been seeing on Twitter, it don't make no sense. And he shouldn't get no, he shouldn't be able to, he should be banned from the NFL. I'm going to just keep it on hunting. He should be banned. He shouldn't even be able to play in the NFL no more. You know what I'm saying? And I know the NFL loves giving second chances and stuff like that. But I'm not feeling that. From what he did to that girl, I don't, I'm, I'm not feeling it. And I don't, I'm not going to rock with the NFL if they give him a second chance because that don't make no sense. If you're really about women and you really, you know, about domestic violence, you will not give this man a second chance at the end of the day. It don't make no sense. And, you know, just from what he did to her, it's like, yo, like, that's not even, you making, from basically from what he said to her and how he treated her, I basically call that slavery. He basically was trying to be a master. You know what I'm saying? And my guy, like, I'm going to need you to, you know, I'm going to need you to get yourself together, but you know what I'm saying? It just didn't make no sense. I'm not rocking with it. I'm not rocking with it. And if they let him back in the field, I won't be rocking with the NFL because that don't make no sense at the end of the day. So. Yeah. And, you know, uh, and just even more to that statement, you know, they said they're saddened, but they're not shocked or disgusted or any of those adjectives that would accurately describe what happened. Like, are you sad that this happened? He's off your team or are you disgusted that he would do something like that? And, you know, he was on your football team. It, you really can't tell what their thought process is uh, in terms of Seattle Seahawks. So it, it, it was, it's just sad, man. It's just sad that that statement was written the way it was because it, you know, it, it came off insensitive in, in some points of that. You know, the fact that we're still putting attention on him once they said, like I said, once they said that they have decided to release him, like that should have been the end of the statement. We shouldn't hear anything. You shouldn't write anything else about him. And there are reports that, you know, he's has medication for his bipolar disorder. But, you know, the National uh, Prevent uh, National Suicide Prevention Hotline website says being off your medications and being bipolar is not an excuse or not something, not a side effect of abusing your girlfriend or significant other. So I just wanted to make that clear as well, you know, why they said that in that statement. So obviously he needs to help. He, he does need help, but he also needs to face whatever punishment he gets from a judge as well, because, you know, 
obviously the invest investigators still are going and, and whatnot, but you have to there is no way he should not get you know time in jail or, or time in prison, I should say. That that should be a minimum because you put this girl's life in danger and then you had the nerve to say you're still alive. You know, and yeah. it's it's just it's just sickening, man. And I'll go to his statement, even though I really honestly could I don't want to hear it necessarily. So what he said in a thread on Twitter. Events happened over the weekend that transpired from a manic episode. I am deeply sorry for the pain and suffering that I have caused to Aaliyah and her family. I apologize profusely for the turmoil that I have caused to my family, teammates, fans, and those closest to me. The most important thing right now is that Aaliyah gets the care she needs and I get help. Both are happening. It is time for me to walk away from football and get the help I need to never again pose a threat to another. I cannot express my sorrow and remorse enough. I'll let you jump in first. What would you think of, of, of what he said? Excuse my French. Complete bullshit. I'm not buying it, man. Uh, I don't want to hear nothing from none that dude. Real talk. He can say whatever he wants. Bro, at the end of the day, bro, what you did is just disrespectful. It's disgusting. I'm not feeling that. At the end of the day, I don't care what he got to say. He need to go ahead and face a judge. Because that, that doesn't make no sense. He need to be behind bars. Period. I'm not feeling whatever. I'm not feeling nothing with what he's saying. So, how you feel about what he said? Uh, I I feel similarly. I think the fact that he had the nerve to even release a statement is appalling to me because you shouldn't be saying anything right now. Because you literally almost killed somebody. Like you you left them for dead essentially, uh, and you absolutely ruined you know her well-being and probably life in in terms of where she'll be mentally after this because you it's it's just difficult man to to really talk about because it's like how can you do that to someone you know it's it's just unbelievable that people do that to people and then he tried to say it was a manic episode like no no if you're going to release a statement, say, I, I don't even know what you would say at that point. Maybe just don't say anything at all. But to say, you know, it was a manic episode, you're getting the help that you need. Like we, and I don't mean to sound insistent towards him, but we do not care. We do not care at all. Nope. And it's, an, it's another layer to this because his girlfriend was a black woman. So, like, that's, like, another layer to this as well, because not only did you, you know, abuse her, but you, you know, said some some pretty downright disrespectful things because she wouldn't bow to you. Like you were saying earlier, man, that, that's it's just unbelievable. Really? And I don't want this to be one of those things where, you know, this happens and we forget about it. Like, we're not going to forget about this because... This is this is why it's 
so important that we protect women because he's six, seven, 300 pounds. What he's, he's capable of, of hurting a lot of people and the Seahawks, man, they just continue to have this history of having players that have a past of allegedly or, you know, being charged with abusing women. This is not the first time this has happened. Frank Clark was drafted by the Seattle Seahawks, I believe back in 2014, if I'm not mistaken. Let me make sure I get this correct. Um, do, 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 do. Yeah, so Pete Carroll and general manager John Schneider, uh, like Yahoo Sports says in this article, had no problems welcoming players accused of violence to the team. Frank Clark was accused of being his girlfriend in, in Ohio in, in Ohio Hotel in 2014, incident that got them kicked off of the team at Michigan, but yet the Seahawks would draft him in the second round next spring. In April 2017, defensive back Tremaine Brock was accused of punching and trying to strangle his girlfriend, but after charges were dropped for lack of ev evidence that summer, the Seahawks signed him. And Schneider was on record saying he would never, ever take a player that struck a female. Uh, a couple years after saying that, he drafted Frank Clark. Uh, and it's just, I don't understand, man. I, I don't. I don't really understand when it boils down to it because I get that people make mistakes. I get that people are not perfect. But when it comes to uh, abusing people that you so-called love, whether it's a girlfriend, wife, family member, I, I just can't, I can't accept that, man. And if you have someone on your football team like that, like I get like players like Kareem Hunt, Tyreek Hill, players like that, they may be extremely talented, but there's a line you got to draw, man. And I feel like the NFL is really, that line doesn't exist at all because we've seen way too many players over the last 10 to 15 years be involved with altercations, be involved with abuse, all of that. And I'll get your take on this after I finish this thought. But yeah, I, I just feel like the NFL has a issue that they have kind of addressed, but not really have gone full force in addressing it, you know, and like I said, you make mistakes in life, but I just don't know if abusing a woman specifically is forgivable. So I'll let you go ahead and jump in with your thoughts. I agree for sure. I read on here, it said over the last 14 years, there have been 87 arrests in, involving 80 football players about domestic violence. So clearly NFL hasn't done the job that they thought they were doing about domestic violence. I just don't, I feel like if you put your hand on a woman and abuse her, strangle any of that. You know what I'm saying? You should be, you shouldn't even be able to get a second chance. I'm just keeping a buck. I don't care who you are, what you did for the league, this and that. I don't care, man, because at the end of the day, 
if we really about protecting our women, then you you wouldn't even let this man be back on national television no more. You'll make him go out and go get a regular job because at the end of the day, NFL players are held to a higher standard. So you already have more than enough spotlight on you and you know you play for an NFL team. Why would you even waste your career putting your hand on a woman? What what good what good are you gonna get out of that? I mean, what good do people get out of putting their hand on women? I don't understand that. I won't ever understand it, but I just know if the NFL want to get this together, they need to really be stricter on this domestic violence because it's been getting it's getting it's been getting out of hand for the last maybe 10 years, really. And this put it over the top with this Chad Wheeler coward or whatever. This really put it over the top as far as domestic violence for me. So I feel like the NFL needs to crack down on it and really implement something different. Because if y'all y'all got NFL women as coaches, so y'all need to crack down, man. At the end of the day, NFL need to get, get their shit together and crack this down because this don't make no sense. There shouldn't be this many cases of domestic violence. If y'all are really about women, empowering women and stuff like that, y'all need to crack down on these cases, man. And it shouldn't even be allowing these players to play another down in the NFL. You want to put your hand on a woman, you're done for the NFL, period. That's what they need to do. Because at the end of the day, if you keep giving these players second chances, of course, you know what I'm saying, they're not going to care about, you know, what they did. You know what I'm saying? They're still in the field. They're still making money and still playing. So that's just my thoughts on it. I just feel like if you put your hand on a woman, you shouldn't be able to play ball anymore, period. And period. It doesn't matter the talent you have, in my opinion. It doesn't matter how good you are, how much money you make a team. If you have a history of doing that, who's to say you won't do it again? Who's to say you won't just snap after a bad loss or a bad performance? Like, we don't know what you're capable of, if you're capable of doing it in the first place. So if you have that history of it, how can the team trust you that you won't go out and do it again. And it's not even about the team at that point. How can someone trust you knowing you have that record, knowing that you have that incident in your background, the fact that you abuse someone, whether it's a woman, whether it's some, like I said, someone, your family, someone you love, how can someone trust you when you're doing that? And I don't expect uh, Wheeler to be back in the NFL, uh, he wasn't even really a main player for the Seahawks anyway, but that's besides the point. Uh, I just hope that Leah and, and her family gets the closure that they want and, and deserve and that she she gets all the help in, in the world, you know, because I can't imagine going through that scenario, almost dying. And then he had the nerve to tell you you're not dead yet. You know, you didn't die. You know, it's not an exact quote, but that's basically we said. It it just baffles me, man. And you know, I I really hope the Seahawks take a long, hard look at themselves, because uh, like I said, that statement was not. It wasn't enough. You know, it wasn't enough about condemning him. I don't care. I don't care if it's a alleged or not. You don't. There you any sort of act of domestic violence or. 
uh, physical abuse, you need to have take a hard stance on that. I don't care how good a player is, man. You have to have a better response than that. And for a league that has so many women as NFL fans, this situation is just making things worse for the NFL because it just shows you they're truly about their money, man. They're not about safety. They're not about player safety. They're not about women's safety. They're really not about safety in general. As long as they get that bottom line, man, that's what they want. They want that's what they want out of all of this to happen. You know, as long as they make money, they'll sweep things under the rug. And we've seen it. We we've seen it in the past. This isn't something new, but man, I I'm just lost for words or anything else to really say about that case because I I just can't believe that it took so many days for us to learn about it. Right. So, like I said, prayers to Aaliyah and her family. And uh, and I hope she has a speedy recovery. And I hope that they get the justice they deserve because it's just inexcusable, man. Very, you know, definitely gonna send some prayers out to Aaliyah and her family for sure. Because that, at the end of the day, that doesn't make no sense. Should have never happened. And you know, I hope they get the justice they deserve because they certainly as hell deserve it for sure. Uh, we're gonna switch gears here now. Uh, like I said, we're we're we put a stamp on on that whole situation, but uh, kind of moving forward, uh, switching gears to to another sport, and you know, talking more about just the the game in general. Um, Lakers and Nets, they are both they're both playing okay right now. Uh, you know, Lakers lost last night to the Pistons. They didn't have Anthony Davis. Um, the Nets have been doing okay with their new big three. Uh, what have you seen so far from the Nets? And do you think they still have a chance of, of potentially making the finals uh, come June or whenever the finals is? Uh, the Nets, um, they certainly have a chance, but they got to start playing defense. They giving up almost over 100 points a game. I think they gave up 126 to Atlanta um, the other day. Um, they just got to get their defense together. You know what I'm saying? I know they, they played defense one game. I forgot, but I think they held them to like 80. But they just got to play defense on a consistent basis. Um, from what I've seen, they look pretty good, though. I just, like I said, they just got to get their defense and rotations together. And, of course, you know, DeAndre Jordan is a liability. Just keep it at 100 there. He's a liability. He can't. He, he's not – he can't do nothing on offense. And he sure can't, you know, do what he used to do on defense. So, um, that's all I've seen so far. And like I said, they defense, they got to get their defense together. Got to play defense. And, you know, they got to find them another big. Uh, that's from, basically from what I've seen. What about you? What have you seen from the Nets? And do you think they can? Yeah. Yeah, they got to make a trade or something, man. Uh, DeAndre Jordan just – is not it. I don't know if they can hit the free agency market real quick or, or try and inquire about some bigs, but they need more depth in that front court because I do not want to see DeAndre Jordan potentially guarding Anthony Davis. That's, that's a long matchup that you just don't want to see, you know, and it's going to get him in foul trouble anyway, and it's going to be a whole ordeal, but I think it's still early in kind of the their big three's tenure. You know, they still learn to play together and 
people were saying, why is Kyrie taking the most shots over Harden? And, you know, they're, they're talking about the shot disparity. I think that will get evened out over the course of the season. And it's probably going to really depend on who's get who got going that night, you know. But for me, I want to see them not do as much ISO. We know how good Kevin Durant is. He's looked seamless since coming off his Achilles injury. It's almost parallel to his MVP numbers from the 2012-2013 season, uh, which is crazy to think about uh, for him. You know, he looks like the same player. And, you know, truly for me, I think LeBron and KD are just undisputedly the two best players in the league. It doesn't matter if they miss a season with injury. When they come back, they look the same as they left it. And there's very few players that say that can do that, you know, in, in, the, in the NBA. We've seen Russell Westbrook really fall off over the course of the season. He's not the same player that we're accustomed to seeing. And the Wizards are just not a good basketball team. We've seen Kawhi, in, Kawhi Leonard take some time to get back to his injury. Paul George, we know he had that traumatic injury, but it took him some time to get back to form. So uh, just just real quick, I just wanted to say Katie and LeBron are truly some special players, and we are lucky to live in an era where there's they're undisputedly the two best players. I, I really don't want to hear argument for anything else, to be honest. Sure. You know, Giannis is still not there, in my opinion. Kawhi is good, but he's he's more of a top 10 player rather than a top five. Uh, Damian Lillard has been otherworldly, but, you know, when it comes to KD and LeBron, they're, they're two of the best. Um, so I think, you know, at the end of the day, I think they'll find a way to eventually – face each other i think the nets still somehow get to the finals uh when i look at the east the 76ers are probably the biggest threat with boston being right behind them and you know they're two very beatable teams uh Embiid is the engineer for the 76ers he's probably the mvp right now (laughs) in terms of how he's playing but we know that he never finishes the season healthy so at some point he's going to miss some games um and then Boston, I don't know. I don't think the Kimball Walker trade has really worked out to their advantage. Uh, Jalen Brown and Jason Tame have really taken over that team, mm-hmm. and they're they're the the big driving force. But I just don't know if they can beat the the Nets in a seven game series. We've seen Brad Stevens supposedly this, you know, uh, next level coach. He just can't get them over the hump you know, in, in terms of when you get to the playoffs. So I think the Nets are looking good. You know, the Lakers, on the other hand, I think they also, they're clearly the best team in the West. I know Utah is having a nice little stretch, but Utah does that every year. You know, they win a number of games in a row. They're always in that top three, four seed area. But we know when the playoffs come, they they have no answer for another team star player. And right. I mean, I mean, they had a 3-1 lead last year against the Denver Nuggets. So I don't know, man. I'm not really a believer in Utah. So I, I believe right now the the Nets and Lakers are probably on a crash course to me in the finals. Uh, but I wouldn't be. I also wouldn't be surprised if the Nets just can't get their chemistry going, or if one of the big three gets hurt. You know, they kind of struggle. But I'll be interested to see what the Nets would look like as with just James Harden and uh, Kevin Durant you know, if Kyrie were to go down, how they would look. So we'll see what happens. I think Steve Nash is taking some lumps right now as a coach. They got to find a way to improve their defense, like you said. But in general, both teams look good to me. I think, you know, they're at this point, you know, they certainly have the most talent 
uh, compared to the rest of the rest of the league. And, you know, at the end of the day, I think both their talents will prevail. So should be interesting to see what happens over the next couple months with the NBA and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's pretty much all we got today for the Dual Vision podcast. And uh, before we sign off, I uh, want to leave you with a positive affirmation. Dom, I'll let you go first with yours. Uh, invest. Invest in some stocks, man. They got free money out here. Go ahead and invest. You know, just read up on it first. Do your research. And I said, just invest, man. You know, put some money into some stocks and, you know, Watch it take off to the moon. So if anybody that's looking to, you know, make some money on the side or whatever, put some money in, you know, and, uh, you know, read up on stocks and you only invest. That's all I got. What about you? Yeah, I I certainly uh, agree with that. You know, not only invest in, you know, in, you know, stocks and when I invest in yourself as well. You know, take the time to check in with yourself, see how your mental health is going. Um, you know, take breaks from things, you know, even if you love what you're doing or whatnot, you know, know how to take a break and, you know, just, you know, take an off day as well. You know, don't work yourself to death because at the end of the day, you know, you're living for yourself and with yourself and you want to make sure that you don't burn yourself out. So that's one thing I want to leave people with. And then another thing is, continue to social distance, wash your hands, uh, you know, make sure, you know, we are, especially with your facial coverings as well, wearing your mask, uh, make sure you're either, if you have the cloth mask, make sure you're washing them regularly. And if you have the surgical mask, make sure that you're changing them every now and then. Um, just want to put that little tidbit. Don't, you know, keep, obviously you want to have masks, but make sure you get packets of it and change them out. Uh, within reason, you know, you don't have to change them every day, but every other day, every couple of days to make sure to change them. You don't want to keep wearing the same mask and grow that bacteria and whatnot. So we want to make sure we're still staying healthy in 2021 and uh, just make sure that, you know, you continue to social distance. You know, I've been seeing people, you know, out partying and out the, the club and dance club at nightclubs and whatnot without a mask. Don't be one of those people because it COVID does not discriminate. It doesn't matter your age, uh, your race, you know, how old you are, wherever. It doesn't matter if you're in a non-affected area. It can be anywhere. So make sure make sure y'all being safe out there. And if you are going out to places, make sure you're wearing a mask and, and social distancing. But guys, that's all we got today for the Dual Vision Podcast. Uh, you can find us on uh, Apple Podcasts to listen to all of our uh, episodes and you can follow us on Instagram at dual vision 95. Thank you guys for listening to today's episode. We'll be back next week with more. We'll see you then.